heel ander dorp, niks met ons te doen nie, en hulle, kyk, toe hy daar keir, toe kyk hulle ook die klip, en begin die mense bemoedig, om in die skrif te kom, wat probeer hy sê, Ellen, ek wil weer sê, don't get tired of digging into the scripture, don't give up, is there anybody here who hasn't had one of those yellow cards, don't be shy, anybody, allemaal het een, daar is iemand, wat nie en nie, op pad uit, nie is al raad, op pad uit, by die deur is daar, kry asjeblief, dis vanself, um, sprekend op die kaart, wat jy moet doen, en geniet het. Die skrif, the Bible, is het werkelijk so groot story of nie? Kan het rechtig jou leven verander? En so ek en jy gaan bykie dieper gaan, laatst week het ons bykie gepraat oor discipline, rebuking, we spoke last week a little bit about how God uses the word to actually, en hier is een baie belangrike punt, bly saam my, how God uses people and discipline to get you growing from one level to another. Very interesting. When you get saved, wanneer jy die Heere Jesus aanneem, dan is jy een kant gesit in sy koninkryk. Is ek recht? You've been made holy. You've been put one side. It's a fact that the Bible says. You've become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. He's put you, the day you got born again, He put you into a right standing with God through Christ that you don't have to live condemned and guilty. But this is important. To share and grow in His holiness and to share in His righteousness and have the fruit of righteousness coming forth cannot take place if there's no discipline in your life. How's that for an answer? That is a direct answer out of the book of Hebrews. Do not make light of the Lord's discipline, my son. Then he goes through the scriptures and he says, because if you do that, they'll rise up a sharing in his holiness and you'll bear the fruit of righteousness. Some people don't want anything to do with discipline vir al nie van een mens nie, pastoor, jy moet net nie met my kom praat nie, ouderling, bly weg van my huis af, broer, moet niks vir my sê nie, die Heere sal met, met my doen, rechtig, ek wil jou waarboog, jy sal nie reageer as die Heere met jou praat, want die woord sê, if you can't love a brother that you can see, you won't love God that you can't see. Can I shock you? You cannot love God who's unseen if you cannot love your brother who is seen. That's in Jacobus. It's straight. It's clear. Scripture. And the same applies if you can't take input from a brother, you're not going to take input from God. When the, wanneer die input jou nie pas, sal jy nie die aanpassing maak nie. Ek het het al in my eie leven hoeveel keer gesien, dan sê iemand, pastoor, ek het een profetiese woord gekry, kyk daar dier en gee my terugvoer. Ek sê ernstig. Ek sê, yes, dis daarom nice, 
hierdie persoon vraag vir terugvoer, dis aan, jy, ek is bevoorrecht. Die persoon sê nog ook, kyk of jy staamstem, is die woord skriftierlik of nie? Dit maak my nog meer opgewonde. En ek sê, weet jy, deel, het klink baie mooi, maar as die deel van hierdie profetiese woord, wat ek geloof as een ouderling en een leier, nie skriftier is nie. Woep, bedank die mense, kom hier weer terug dienst doen. Want ek soek nie enige inspraak wat my nie pas nie. Moet jou leven nie so inrig, broer, sister. Don't rig jou leven in so. The Bible says, when your brother sins against you, not even you go to him, rebuke him, but do it in a proper spirit. Rebuke means, say, come on, cut that out, man. Ek onthou, ek sien vir JP wat my daar kyk, JP Geldnuis, en ons het een jaar gevlieg Zambia toe, Nou, ek weet nie of hierdie broers was nie, maar is een klomp manne wat gaan by haasbout vis vang. Ek weet nie of jy eerst kan ontdaan nie. En ons is op die lichthaven en die manne kom terug van hulle week en hulle breg hoe naar hulle geword het en hoe siek hulle was oor die bootse kant en my broer JP, ken hulle nie, maar hy het hulle gerebuk en sê, ek dink nie, dis iets om oor trots te wees. Dis nie iets om oor te breg nie, my broer. Die man was doodstil die rest van die trippie op die aeroplein. Maak het sin. Now we need brothers who can say to us, you busy bragging about sin. To say, hey, cut it out, man. Doesn't work like that. Stop it. Do you understand? But if you don't listen to a brother, you're not going to listen to God when he says, cut it out. Who you can't see. <coughs> and that's what ons last week gedeel. The scripture is powerful. Now, hoor my mooi. The scripture verstaan hy woord scripture, die woord van God, is more powerful for your whole life, your whole samenstelling, your, your whole composition of your life. The word of God is more powerful for every situation that you find yourself in that you, than, than what you think. We've, we've just touched the last few weeks on the scripture. God started, hier het begin om te sê, vier keer een week, klim net in die skrif, kyk wat doen hier die skrif van jou, en ons het eerste gesê, it lets me actually feel good, but it goes deeper than feeling good, it can actually correct you from error. Die woord sê, it's not pleasant in the beginning, but later. En wie wat, ek en my vrou het besluit, ek druk nie net in mensense levens in nie, maar die dag kom, van een partij keer, ek ook terechtstelling krij van my broers en sisters. But if you're man enough to give it, you must be man enough to take it. Don't you dare give out orders to people, but you hate to get it back. That's a weak character. Amen. Dis a swak karakter om ander ons te korrigeer, maar jy vat niks korrigeer in jouself nie. Net Jesus, net Jesus, het nie korrigering nodig gehad nie. <laughs> maar, ons gaan bykie dieper vandag. Ek wil met julle praat oor die skrif as wapen, dit is meer krachtig as wat jy denk. Nou verander ons, gaan bykie persoonlik wees, die skrif as wapen. 
God wil hee, jy moet betek hier iets ontdek, wat jy nog nie ontdek het nie. Moet nooit onderskat die potentiaal. Ek sit met iemand die ander dag in een afspraak, by sy werk, en ek praat met hom oor ek en Kareem. En die begin daar in Harry Smit, my pastor, Ek was maar bykie van die pad af. In ons gesels, en my pastor het een dag vir my gesê, pastor Danny, hy het gesê, ek het, ek, ek vraag vir hom, hoekom het jy so gekarring met my? Hoekom het jy nie opgegeen met my? Why don't you give up? There's lots of people in the town. He said, because I saw the gold in you. I saw potential, but sometimes that potential, that gold has to get mined out. And to, I was in the mines, to, you, you know, PJ, to get to that gold, that reef, there's a lot of junk you've got, well, junk, you've got to get rid of a lot of stuff to get to that gold. There's, there's potential in each of us, and there's potential in the word that goes much deeper than what you and me understand. And most of us do not enjoy the process to get to it. But let's embrace the processes of God to say, will we embrace that there is gold within us deep down? And God wants to mine out that ore that does not, they call it the non-gold-bearing ore. For elke ounce of goud is a hoeveel tonne van goed wat weggerei word en ophope. Jy ken as jy klerkste op te rei of is en sien jy die myn hoope. Vir elke hoeveel ton is daar klein stikkie goud. En wat God sê is, ek het geen ek, ek is ek, dis nie te veel moeite vir my, sê die heren, om al die erts uit te haal en by die goud wat ek in jou gedeponeer het, te laat uitkom. Want ek weet die potentiaal in my sien in jou, maar ons moet werk aan. En een van die maniere, kwaad wat God gebruik, een van die maniere is sy woord. En dis ook om die vijand wil die kerk uit die woord hou. Bly weg van die woord. Moe nie die woord delf, moe nie in die woord inkom nie. Want hy weet die potentiaal van die woord, om effectieve werk te doen, om my goud uit te my. You are not nonsense. God created you. And he wants to mine that out. And use you to his glory. In his kingdom. But we're going to talk this morning about the potential of the word. Potential means the following. The capacity ability and the quality that can lead to great success. Is that not beautiful? The capacity, the ability and the quality that can lead to great success and excellence. It's called potential. There's potential There's potential In this book, greater than you know. 
This book has got capacity and quality and ability to do great success stories of your life. More than you think. Much more effective than going to the best conference in the world. You can fly overseas. I've been a few times. I've been to the best prophetic apostolic conferences known in the world in the 90s. And it didn't have the same effect on me as what this has when I read this every week. And we paid thousands of rands to go there. And it was nice. It was nice. There's nothing wrong with it. But it could not last like this. Can't. It's not designed to. This is the book with the potential. And I'm going to tell you now why. This is something. If you've got a, who of you have got Bibles? Yeah. If you don't, don't worry. Who have you brought a Bible with? Just bring your Bibles with. This book that's in your hand is more dynamic than you know. It's more dynamic than I know. I'm not scratching on the surface of this. Me and Karin, we're not ons krap nie eers op die oppervlak van die potentiaal van hierdie boek. Krap nie eers. Ek wil het ontdek. Dit, dit gaan verder as om een paar versies te ken. Can you put on 2 Timothy? We're going to start with something nice now. I'm just taking you back through the scripture every week. I can't give up. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3 verse 16, all scripture. What did he say? If you can get into the scripture, as jy in die skrif kan kom, vier keer a week. I say, Timotheus, Paulus skryf, and he's writing to me and he says, Timothy, all scripture, all scripture is God breathed. Do you want prophecy? Do you want prophetic word to really influence you? Get into the God breathed book. <laughs> Amen. Get that book to speak to you by the Holy Spirit. All scripture is God breathed. And it's useful for teaching, rebuking. Correcting, training in righteousness. And last week we took that. Last week, it was the gevat and said, it's for me that Piet can inspreek in my life. That he can speak in my life. The can speak in my life. My wife speak in my life. Lisa speak in my life. And then can that correction my verander. Because she speaks word as she gets. But now we go further. With correcting and rebuking. Remember, the word of God is a weapon of warfare. Now we're going further. The word of God is a weapon of warfare that the church must undeck, that I must undeck more. The word of God is a comfort. The word of God is a guide. The word of God is all these, but the word of God is also a weapon. In the hand of the believer. It's a vapen in the hand of a gelovige. More krachtig as what the gelovige besef. And the vijand will you verblind that I and you stop om net die woord te gebruik for a troos. And you ontdek that it is a mighty weapon. Is. It's a mighty weapon. The Bible. 
I want you to go to the next verse. Hebrews. I want you to, okay, while that picture is on, go back to that picture. Just want to show you, keep that mind of this. Sorry, I can't even see bubble blast from the Okay, okay. That's a Roman sword. By the way, a Roman sword wasn't a sword this long. Just going to teach you something. Roman sword. Romans, Roman soldiers had two, two weapons of offense. They had a spear and they had a sword. And in the original translation, that word of sword is a dagger. You can even word the dagger. It's not a long sword. Ek weet al die prentjies en ons het hulle op ons foone en oor al. As hierdie lang swaard, hy is seker 6 voet lang. Paulus praat van the sword of the word. It's not the sword of a word like this. It's a dagger. Roman soldiers used the dagger. Right, you can go to the scripture. I love this. For the word of God is, some Bible says, alive. The word of God is living and active or effective. I just want to first talk about that. I can only buy Dagestan, die The Bible says the word of the Lord is alive. And active. And now is going to be what I shock you with. I want you to feel this. Bad now, feel this. You're feeling and holding a living, active, God-breathed word of the Lord. It's more than paper. The Bible says so. Feel that. It's a living. Doesn't feel like it, eh? But that book is alive and active. Each of you that have the Bible in your homes, you have a living and active, effective word of the Lord. And something that I learned when I was preparing. The Bible says the word of the Lord. There's two words for the word of God. You get rhema and logos. And always I would know that logos is just the written word of God and rhema is when it becomes alive. That's sort of how we were taught. But can I tell you that word there? For the word of God is alive and active. It's not rhema, it's logos. Dit het my hele siening verander. Waar, oomlie? The Logos, just lying on my shelf like this, is alive and active. Waiting for me, the believer, to do something with it. The Bible says, if I give a proper translation, Rhema means the, literally the direct word from the Lord's mouth for that situation. But that's not Rhema. That is the Logos of God is alive and effective. The Logos is sharper than any two-edged dagger. 
And it penetrates as far as separating soul, spirit, joint, marrow. It's able to judge the ideas and the thoughts of the heart. What? The logos. The logos word, this word is alive, effective, and it's a sharp sword waiting live. And when this word that's alive gets used for a specific situation, rhema is released and it just does huge damage. It doesn't only come alive when it's rhema. It's alive all the time. This is not a dead book waiting. This is not a letter that ons probeer opwek. He is levendig. Skerper as twee snijdende swaard, effectief. En hy wacht vir die gelovige om sy swaard, wat is a sheath? Dat wat jy in is, skedel, is that a sheath? Sked? Skede. Skede, sheath, skede. Cool, no problem. Die, hierdie wacht, dat jy hom uithaal uit die skede. Hy is nie dood nie, hy is levendig. Maar jy moet om, it's alive, you got to just take it out and use it. And Satan says, whatever you do, I want you to learn about the wapenrusting. Weet wie jy is in Christus, ken die, ken die, die borstplaat van gerechtigheid, ken die belt van waarheid, en belt of truth, en ken die helmet of salvation, wie jy is in Christus, dis alles recht. Hy sê, maar moet net nie offensive word nie. Los net die, die dagger in nie. Ek kan hulle nou nie keer om te begin weet wie sy hulle in die Heere nie, maar hulle moet net nie leer dat hulle kan offensive wees met die relevende boek. No dagger is designed to just stay in the sheath, else it would not have been part of the armor of God. Amen. You have to know who you are. That's why there's more. There's the helmet of salvation. The breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of preparation for the gospel. There's a lot more that will keep you, that you know who you are. You get comforted and secure. You're safe. But God says, I want you to stand up and understand I've added something in the armor of God. I've added a live and effective weapon called the dagger. It's the Logos word of God. It's alive, waiting for you to use it. Every one of you on the farm in your company, in your company, on the farm, wherever you find yourself, you've got situations that you need to have God move. And the devil says, just don't open your Bible. Just stay defensive. Keer net, o broer. Are you guys with me? Is you Okay. Ek hoop dit was vir julle ook een prachtige openbaring of Logos en Rijma. Logos en Rijma is different, but Logos is as alive as Rijma. It's the living word of God. It's got to get made active. It can't stay in the shield. Guys, if you like it or not, we're talking about the Bible. We praat van die woord van die Heere. As jy dit gloe of nie, as jy dit like of nie, die volgende skrif is waarheid. 
1 Peter 5 verse 8. Say with me, defeated. Say something. Defeated is not death. Satan was not killed on the cross. He was defeated. And the power of Jesus was made available to believers. He wasn't killed. So please don't live in a dream that there's no such thing as the devil to ever give you a tough time. Ons nie duivel bewus nie. Ons nie demone bewus nie. Ons gee glad nie eer aan die duivel nie. He was defeated on the cross of Calvary. But Peter writes a very powerful thing for our daily life. And he says the following. Be serious. And that is in 1 Peter 5, 8. Be serious. Word ernstig man. Be alert. Die ernstig beteken nie, kan nie grappie maak. It's become serious about your life. Be serious and be alert. Hoekom doen die manne patrolies? Daar is mos geen evil meer nie. Rechtig? What world are we living in? Then you don't do patrols. Then you don't check we live in a dark, evil world. But we have the victory. The Bible says, be serious, be alert. Your adversary, who? The devil. Is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. That sounds like someone wants to mess your life around. And you might need to have a weapon. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities. So you can't fight stuff in the flesh. You can go to gym the whole day and buy the best guns in the world. But when it's a spiritual attack, a gun and a, and a big muscles will not defeat it. You can't. A geestelike aanval gaan jy nie oorwin met a geweer en met muscles nie. A geestelike aanval is daar net een aanvalswapen wat God vir die kerk gegeet. Hoor my mooi. Listen, moet nie alles traai nie. Ga net terug na die dagger toe. Het is interessant, toe ek hierdie voorberei, sê Paulus, ach, sê Paulus, sê die concordanties, een Romeinse soldaat het twee aanvalswapens gehad. Hy het een spies en een swaard gehad. So jy kan het gaan google, enige original Roman soldier, het sword, het is speer en his dagger at his side. But it's so interesting when Paul wrote about the offensive weapon, he didn't even talk about a spear. He said there's just one that's good enough. That dagger at your side, the word of God which is alive and sharper than two edged sword, is enough to push back the work of the enemy. Don't add to your weapons when God didn't give you extra weapon. Ons is nie John Wayne nie, wat twee rollies het. God het een dagger gegeen. Ga nie haal geweer en een naaimel gelijktijdig gebruik. Die koninkryk gee een wapen van aanval. And he says it's a dagger, it's not even long, but it's so powerful 
that if you draw that effectively, your success is guaranteed because the battle has already been won. The victory is ours through the cross of Christ. But he says, don't leave the dagger in the sheath. You're in a situation, don't leave it. Why have you got it? We chat about army, and it's interesting. Part of when I was in the army, and the Sarah will know is in the rattle, and you can take a rattle, 90 mil, 20 mil, 12.7 mil. It doesn't matter. That was the commander's rattle, had a 12.7 and a browning on it. That was offensive, 90 mil. The rattle had armor windows, plating. We've got armor plating, everything, but you have. A offensive weapon as well. You don't just ride around in a war with just defensive weaponry. You also have offensive. And he's given the church the most powerful, breathed by him, the word of the Lord. And that's why four times a week things start to change. The word of the Lord's beautiful. Amen. Sorry, I think my potato and I bring is. In the original, it says, where the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, it says we have to become free from illusions that there's no such thing. It's an illusion to say there's no such thing. In my house, my family, met myself. Ephesians 6, you can put it on. It says, but we have this offensive weapon to stand against temptations and deceptions and any form of attack. Versoekings and misleidings het ons hierdie swaard as an offensive. It says on my versoeking and misleiding het ek a wapen. Van versoeking en beleiding is die hele dag by jou dier. Boom, boom, boom. Doesn't stop. We're not going through the whole armor of God. That's not the purpose. It's not the teaching. Talk about the word. Put on the full armor of God. Here is vers, Ephesians 6, 11, 12 and 17. So ek sit die drie verse saam. Ek skip nie en ek haal nie uit die woord uit nie hoor. Gaan lees dit by die huis. But he says, put on the full armor of God so that you can. Why must we put the armor on if there's no devil and no tactics and no temptations and no prowling and no secrets to devour you? Then you don't need armor. <laughs> Mark it sin. Come on, guys. And that's different to Peter. Peter said there's a devil walking around seeking if he can devour you. The devil. (coughs) Paul writes, and that's not Peter, it's Paul. Different bloke. He says in Ephesians, he says, put on the full armor of God that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. The tactics of the devil will be there to try. And I don't fear it. Why? Because the victory is won. 
I don't walk around fearing the tactics of the devil. I don't walk with fear. He's not given me a spirit of fear. But love, power, and a sound mind. I don't walk around saying, oh, if I don't do this, I'm just going to get. No, but I'm not unaware that I need the armor of God. Because I'm in the world and not of it. And the Bible says in John, it says the whole world, please, this is scripture. It says the whole world is under the power of the evil one. The systems and the ideas and the pressure on education, the pressure in every way is to work against what God wants. And he says, put on the full armor of God that you can stand against, stand. For our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities of this world, powers of darkness, spiritual forces of heaven. Then he says, take the helmet of salvation. That's now in the last verse. And then he says, and do what? And the sword of the spirit, which is God's. Then he changes it. And he says, Rhema. <laughs> Logos and Rhema. When I take that logos and I use it as I put on the forearm that I stand against the tactics, that logos is, becomes rhema. It's fresh word for that situation. And the enemy bows the knee. Mark it in. So you've got a book alive. It's like idling, revving to go in your house. You've got a dagger. Don't leave it in the sheath when there's a situation. Don't just leave it there. Don't let the enemy fire at you. Bum, 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 and you've got an R1 or R4 or whatever, but you don't use it. Amen. You don't let the enemy fire at you and you never fire back. What? Yeah, maar ek het daarom my skuld en ek het daarom, ek weet, prijs die heren daarvoor. Maar weet jy wat, vat die vijand uit man, hal hom uit. Die ding wat kom as hy leen, wat sê, jy is een mislukking, jy gaan nooit iets maak van jou leven. Ach, dankie toch, jyre, is dan saam met my. No, you stand up and say, it's written. That I'm more than a conqueror. You can tell me that I'm a nothing. But the word of God, dagger, right into that lie. It's make peace, guys, that's going to happen till you die. He says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is God's rhema. Live. Ready for speaking into that situation. We're only starting with four times a week. We can go to the next one. Next scripture. I've again skipped verses because I just want to see, show you where Jesus answered when he was tempted. It says, and and who, who, where was Jesus? Who led him into the wilderness? It was God. Holy Spirit led Jesus into that. And it says, Jesus answered, and they're all out of Deuteronomy, the answers. Interesting. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy. These three answers were out of Deuteronomy. It says, Jesus answered, it is written. You know about the bread and the stones. You look in his overall. Man shall not live by bread alone. He said, it's written. 
That Logos is alive. And when he took that alive Logos and he spoke it, it became a rhema when he had victory over the temptation. Because it's interwoven into each other. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Third time, it is said, well, it's written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Deuteronomy, living word, speaks it out. Now look at this. In the Holmans, that's my Bible, it says, after the devil had finished every temptation. The Bible says Jesus was tempted in every way that you and me have been tempted, yet without sin. There's not a sexual temptation, there's not a pride, there's not a power, there's not a money, there's no temptation that Jesus didn't have. Don't go, no, you can't be serious. Yes, because temptation is not sin. Temptation is temptation. When Jesus was tempted, he wasn't sinning. It's when you bow to it that you sin and miss the mark. How will we stand against these temptations? It's written. But I've got to get that word in me. That logos has to become part of me. It's got to be alive that I can release that dagger. I can't release that dagger where I just... We've got to have the word of God ready. Why? Because the devil will tempt you not at a good time when you're feeling strong. <laughs> Am I right? Do you guys relating to me? He says, after the devil had finished every temptation, those three temptations, just in that, in the wilderness, covered, covered the, the, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. All three were covered in that, that time in the desert. It said, after the devil had finished every temptation, he left him. Look what it says. Till when? Until you begin of the year, tot wederziens. Die woord het my nou gejaag en defeat. But he walks around like a prowling lion, seeking, when are you down? When did you get bad news? When is it going scratchy between you and your wife? It's not going lacquer. Then this temptation comes. When is this happening? Oh, you've had wonderful breakthrough with your business. You're doing better than everybody else in the town. And you never thought it would go so well. And suddenly the devil says, but you've always been better than everybody else. You're actually smarter than everyone. In the name of Jesus, the blessing comes from the Lord, not from me. I will not allow pride to become. The word of God says that after pride comes the fall. Word of God says that he opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So the blessing I have is from the Lord. Get behind me, Satan. But if you don't know your weapon, oh, genade, get toch die dagger, wat nou? Nee, jy gaan sê, is nice. Gaan stier hy. Piekelke kom sê, jy is, jy is, jy is fantastisch. Dan kom dan die kleinkie en sê, jy is nog beter. En hy sal vir jou tempt met die goed, my broer. You gotta have the dagger ready. And the dagger is short. It's not this big spear that I'm this macho guy walking in town with the word of God. No, man. Sometimes you don't even see it. But when it happens, I'm ready to use it. I'm humble. I'm not talking about me now. I'm saying as a Christian, 
I'm humble, I'm serving the Lord, I love people, but I'm ready. I don't flash how much I know the Bible. I don't walk around bragging about what I've done, what I've studied. No, because that's not why he's given the word. He's given the word to comfort and build me. He's given me the word to be able to speak to that mountain, to speak to those situations and have the victory. Is it making sense? It's amper tijd om huis toe te gaan. Ek bou op hierdie jaar dat die woord vir jou en my prachtig sal wees. The enemy won't stop prowling around and he won't stop looking for an opportune time. Make peace. It's like a thief. You fix that part of the fence, he looks if he can come in here. Don't live in this dream world that that you'll never be tempted again. But live in the real world that says, I have a dagger and it's alive. And the one behind it has had the victory for me. And if I sin, and I confess my sin, he's just and faithful to forgive me. But I'm not defeated. I'm part of the army that's won already. The victory is guaranteed. Amen. Nice and early today. One of the verses you can put in to remember for this week, you can write it down or highlight it. Isaiah 54 verse 17. I'm going to finish off just with a little exercise today. I want you to remember that word. It says, no weapon formed against you will succeed. You will refute any accusation. This is the heritage of the Lord's servants and their righteousness is from me. No weapon formed against you will succeed. You will refute any accusations. Wie weet soon to geblei nou in hulle bybels? Is daar enig iemand wat geblei? Wat sit vertaling het jy daar, Estel? Right, kom ons hoor wat sê hy. Kom ons kyk bykie. Nou kom jy, en die vijand sê, jy gaan nie maak nie, jy lewe sy mislukking, jy gaan afgrond, Jy is op een spiraal afwaarts, jy sal nooit weer optaan. Jy is eindelijk niks genoeg, genoeg vir niks. Of wat sê, you're actually just a mess from when you were born. And now he's talking, and then he's firing darts at you. Eh? So will you read verse 14? Elke wapen wat teen jou gesmee word, sal niks uitrecht nie. En elke tong wat teen jou opstaan, in die gereg, sal jy weer le. Dit is die erfdeel van die knechte van die Heere, en hulle gerechtigheid wat uit my is, spreek die Heere. Isn't that beautiful? Thank you. Sorry, not verse 14, 54 verse 17. Who's got another version? English Bible maybe? Another version? Anybody? Just want us to build our faith. No weapon formed against us? Or is that English? Ocho, jy is blij, nee. You got English there? Last English. Ek sien jy wil graag lees vandag. Vers 17, No weapon is fashioned against you shall succeed. 
and you shall refuse every tongue that rises against you in judgment. Uh, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and the vindication from me uh, declares the Lord. Vindication. Vindication. Yeah. Thank you. Isn't that freedom? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Pastor, I'm an English one. I see you were so excited to say something. Is there any other Bible here? What's the Bible here today? What's the vertaling here? Three of them are clear. What did you say? You're not even there with the 83. What did you say? Verse 14. You must read the whole thing for us. Verse 17. Geen wapen wat gesmee word om jou aan te val, sal iets uitdrug nie. Elkeen wat vals teen jou getuig, sal gestraf word. Dit is hoe ek die Heere vir my diensnaar sorg. Ek, ek laat gerechtigheid aan hulle Geschiet, sê die Heere. Yay, dankie. Did well. Guys, I want to close off. I trust this week, when you put four times, next week we're going to have Andre, after that, new challenges again. Bit of home challenges. Ons gaan verder in met die woord, ek het nie vergeet nie, hoe kan jy en jou man, of jy en jou man en jou vrou, saam een twintig minute om die woord sit. So ons gaan het bykie dieper. Maar ek wil nie dit hee, en jy doen het nooit alleen nie. Amen. So ek vraag dat jy hierdie week in jou stilte tyd, vier keer week, sal probeer skrif uitkry wat praat van aanval en nie net verdedig. Die Heere troos my, hy is my herder, daar is prachtig, maar ook no weapon formed against me will prosper. I am the head and not the tail. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. Because you need it in our daily situation. There comes waves and winds of accusations, temptations, discouragements, lies. Blow against us constantly. And then you can know. Number one, remember what Alan said. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. I've got the armor on. The word is alive. And I also have a dagger. I'm going to use it. Amen. I'm going to ask one guy and one lady will close off in prayer this morning. Who would like to? Is there anybody? Else I'll appoint you. Fonny, sal jy as man klaarmak kom staan en dan gaan die dame, enige dame, wie sal jy kom staan? Enige iemand? Eer dame van die blok vir ochend. Ek sal jou appoint as jy nie wil. Elsie, kom staan nie saam met ons, my sis. En ons kan net dankie vir die Heere sê. Kom ons buig ons hoofde. Hemelse Vader, baie dankie vir vanochtend en die boodskap wat Ellen vir ons gebring het. Heere, dankie dat ons kan besef dat die, die duivel verslaan is, maar dat hy nie dood is nie. Maar dat, dat jy om reeds verslaan het, dat jy vir ons die wapenrusting, die, die dagger gee, dat, dat ons kan, kan terug aanval as hy ons aanval. Heere, dankie vir die geleentheid om meer tyd in die woord te spandeer en dankie vir die sien wat daaruit kom. Amen. Vader, baie dankie vir die, vir die ochend van waarheid hoor. Dankie, Heere, vir die woord. Vader, dankie dat die basis liefde is en dat uit die, uit die liefde uit kom, kom dit wat, 
wat, die, wat is wat ons moet weerstaan. Dank je dat onze autoriteit in Jezus is. Dank je dat die vijand reeds versta, verslaan is, maar dat ons zal moet komen in je woord gebruik, in je woord zo so krachtig is, om elke leen en elke duisternis te verdrinken. Jij wil je voor ons vat en in als gemeente vat, in ons toerist. Wil je ons leren en dank je voor die woord wat vrijgesteld wordt elke zondag. Dank je dat ons hier die waarheid kan vatten en uitgaan in de wereld al buiten en in lucht kan leven. Dank je voor die voorrecht van dit en wil je voor ons vatten hier die week wat voorleen, ons zien en alle opzichten. Wil je ons oor oopmaak voor dit wat verkeerd is. Wil je wil voor ons oor oopmaak en liefde om dit te weerstaan en in wapen rusten. In Jezus' naam en en die autoriteit van Jezus. Dank je dat ons het kan doen en kan weet dat ons oorwinnaars is. Amen.